It's Election Day, November 3rd, 2020, and this is Coverdale's Corner. Over the past decade or so, I've really dug into the 30 years worth of history from 1962 through when I cast my first presidential election ballot. I wanted to better understand how the rise of Ronald Reagan came about, and from lessons learned over the years, knew that Barry Goldwater's run for the 1964 nomination was an effective starting point. So why 1968? We've heard how this year mirrored 1968 in terms of the riots, as well as the use of law and order as an election meme for the Republican candidate, among other things. We're currently seeing the downtown areas of cities boarded up to guard against potential riots tonight and then some. But in my reading, I didn't recall any rioting occurring election night in 68. So I turned to the network coverage to guide me through the night to see if my memory was serving me correctly. We may be here for a very long night tonight. The last poll showed that this was going to be a very close election. And we'll be keeping tabs of it until we get the final returns in and know who the next president of the United States will be. H.G. Wells wrote that democracy's ceremonial, its feast, its great function is the election. Well, this was our ceremonial and our feast, the function today, the election. It appears that Americans turned out perhaps in record numbers. The St. Joseph, Missourian Walter Cronkite with the great open from CBS that night. But there was another comment later in the coverage that I found interesting. Eric Severide, who passed away just a few years ago, was working as a commentator and analyst that night. He noted that while numbers were up, there wasn't a lot of juice left on Election Day. He went on to posit that it belies the apathy that was in place at that time. That stuck with me, because while we're tired of this year, 1968 didn't just bring a presidential election and riots. It brought the emotions tied to the assassinations of Martin Luther King Jr. and Robert F. Kennedy, both effectively just weeks before the election, Increasing numbers of young men were being sent to Vietnam, one of the reasons for the protests nationwide. By the time the election rolled around, people were emotionally exhausted. There were no riots the night of the election. The twist this year is that while people are emotionally exhausted, I think social media and our increased connectedness to what's happening has actually kept people fired up to cast their ballot. Donald Trump has played on his strengths, drawing people to his rallies and being able to captivate them once they're there. While Joe Biden's campaigning has been less focused on large events, he's been helped by the fire those who dislike Trump have kept stoked. There's more fear as an emotion being used in this election than I can remember at any time in my lifetime from both sides. And it's been an exceptionally strong emotional tactic for both. Let me take a moment and talk to you about the best way to put together your podcast. If you're interested in joining Coverdale's Corner online, you can do so by utilizing Anchor. It's free with creation tools that allow you to record and edit right from your phone or computer, and they're outstanding in their distribution. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, many more just by utilizing Anchor as your home base. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. 
Something that has also been at play with the incumbent has been the ongoing haranguing about voter fraud and the various methods states and counties have adopted to help voters cast their ballots while trying to curb the spread of coronavirus. Trump has agitated that the votes that have been counted as of midnight in each jurisdiction should be the only ones counted. That's never been the way our elections have worked. I'll leave it to Mr. Cronkite to remind us. Now, it takes 270 electoral votes to win. Of course, uh, when the Electoral College meets, uh, the electors each in their separate state capitals on December the 16th. 270 electoral votes being a clear majority of the total. The number of electors in each state, as you know, being uh, the total of the uh, members of the House of Representatives and of the Senate from that state. If uh, no candidate gets a clear majority of the 270 on December 16th, uh, then uh, the matter goes to the House of Representatives, the new House, when it meets on uh, next uh, January 3rd. Actually, it'll get to counting the electoral vote on January the 6th. So as vote totals seem to move leads in races over the next few days, do not fall into the Trump trap of believing that fraud is occurring. Especially given the early voting numbers, turnouts are amazing this year which will slow the final counts. Take it easy today, emotionally. Hope you can withstand what the evening and maybe early morning brings. I'll look forward to our chat tomorrow.